jumping right on my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Alric? Hey, kids. It's your old pal, ML Elric, coming to you live from the power chair because Mark Fellhauer is not with us today, taking care of some personal business, as he should. And so Joe Zuver is running the board. This is also... Uh, kind of a, a sad occasion because Joe is going to be pursuing some other opportunities, I would say more lucrative, but every other opportunity is more lucrative than working on this show. So if you're watching us on Facebook or if you're watching us on YouTube, we always appreciate it if you subscribe. This may be our last video broadcast for a little while. We're going to have to take the video down till we till we figure out how to manage things. And I think when it is restored, it will be part of a new patreon version of the soul of detroit because we uh we're trying to support this show and so we may ask you guys to pitch in a little bit more and in return for that we're going to offer some services that otherwise we might not be able to so so that's a little inside baseball i know it's all very boring and we don't want to start on a down note but we do have a tremendous show today uh east lansing is burning we got hitler on the scoreboard but no points so that's not the way you want to do it. We got our friend Charlie LaDuff kicking ass and then getting snared in a little bit of controversy. So he's joining us to talk about that. Sean is here to, uh, to he wants to talk Lions again this week. I think everybody wants, no boy, he cursed him. He, no, you can give up on him if you want. He, he cursed him. No, you know I, I, mean? I didn't give up on him because I was never in on him. No, but, go ahead and give up so, on him. I'm sure Charlie would be the same. The, we, we have the a lot of you feedback. guys are you know, pretty righteous. You're self-righteous, as you like to say, aren't you? I, I myself am righteous. The difference between the two is Charlie can grow a beard and you cannot. Well, Charlie also <laughs> Charlie also can throw an elbow, so you're lucky he's on the phone. I saw that son of a bitch play flag football one time and thought it was tackle. So that's all you need to know about Charlie. Well, Charlie has one speed, and it's 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 wide open, man. So uh, so we just want to, before we get to Charlie, thank our sponsors, the uh, the few, the fabulous, the uh, the foolish for associating themselves with us. Luke's the wacky and Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. We'll be telling you how Luke can help you prepare for the future, and we'll be talking about what you can do in the present at the Cadu Cafe if you're looking for good food, good times, and great music. But uh, but before we get to that. Charlie, I bring you on. Uh, you're gracious enough to join us. You never say no. You never back down. And I have to say, I feel a little bit like Jay Leno having Hugh Grant on and saying, what were you thinking, man? Well, what's going on, brother? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, guys. Good luck, Joe, with your next endeavor, man. Um, well, you know, I guess two clever by half. You know, I mean, anybody that doesn't know um, did a piece uh, basically about the, you know, the, uh, does your audience even know? Well, let's set it up. Yeah, no, let's set it up, Charlie. Charlie wrote a column last Tuesday uh, about Dana Nessel. For the Detroit News. For the Detroit News, uh, basically violating uh, something that her staff had set up. There was a case where a whistleblower at a nursing home felt that a a colleague and ally of Dana Nessel had uh, interfered with some some issues that they shouldn't have, and so reported it was being investigated by the attorney general. But before the attorney general's office was going to investigate it, the person on 
on the case said, we need to put up a wall because I, I don't want there to be even the appearance that this investigation is being influenced by the attorney general because this person we're investigating is a uh, Democratic state party chairperson, uh, excuse me, treasurer, and had served on Dana Nessel's transition team. So this is not just an acquaintance of Dana Nessel. This is an ally. This is a colleague. This is someone who's heavily invested in her. And apparently she was up for some sort of judgeship. And despite all the safeguards put in place, using public records that he obtained under the Michigan Freedom of Information Act, Charlie LaDuff reported that Dana Nessel had meddled where she wasn't supposed to meddle. And of course, like a lot of politicians who get caught, you know, you twist a pig's ear and you listen to him squeal. She started saying some things that turned out not to be true. And the editor and publisher of the Detroit News, Gary Miles, one of the best journalists in town, very stand-up guy, very strong journalist, very strong leader, defended Charlie in his weekly letter to readers saying that not only did we not find any merit in what Dana Nessel said about Charlie's column, but what she said about Charlie, we can't publish because it doesn't meet our editorial standards. So while she is saying that Charlie's work isn't fit to be published, in fact, Madam General, it's your work that isn't fit to be published. Now, now Charlie, his column posts on Tuesday. And so Charlie went to social media and with his bosses behind him, his work bulletproofed and uh, having survived the test of fire, posted, see you next Tuesday, which people like me are just like, okay, see you next Tuesday. Had no idea what it was. Then some of Charlie's colleagues started popping off on social media. And then the political editor of the Detroit News, Chad Livengood, essentially called for Charlie's job, which I will just tell you, if I was Livengood's boss, I would have said, hey, Chad, uh, you got a problem with a colleague. Why don't you talk to me first before you tell the whole world? Some meetings apparently happened, and maybe Charlie can tell us about that. And Charlie is no longer employed by the Detroit News, but the work that he did speaks for itself and still stands today, although I think there are some people who are losing sight of that, so we don't want to lose sight of that. But we also want to acknowledge that something happened and that people were offended. And uh, I think that's about as big a preamble as, as we can do on that. Is that. Does that cover most of it, Charlie? Yeah, that's pretty good, man. So, okay. See you next Tuesday. Too clever by half. You know what I mean? Column does run on Tuesdays. It is a euphemism, but I'll just say this. If I wanted to use the word, I'll use it. And I reserve the right to use it. And we're going to see if there's even worse words to use. If not only what happened, which is factually 100% correct, what I think is going to happen so here, here, let me let me say it like this. I apologize to Gary Miles and Nolan Finley for causing them embarrassment and stress. And you get a you get a window into what that newsroom, what, what's going on in newspapers. Uh, that's on me, not on them. And so I they, they are they're, they're, they're paragons in the business. So I apologize. And that's it. Nothing else. Because what. I'll go back and uh, encapsulate it. This powerful woman who is the treasurer of the party and friends of all the big players in the Democratic Party was accused of abusing a brain damaged 90 year old woman 
bilking her estate. I don't know if she's still doing that. How many people she may or may not have done. There's a long running 10 month investigation into her on the west side of the state after Nestle closed it, after Nestle communicated with her, after Nestle had the live investigative report she was not supposed to have in her possession. And I don't know if she forwarded them on to her friend because they didn't fulfill the freedom of information request fully, that I will, in my heart of hearts, when people call me, hey man, there, there's people that are defenseless, that are being abused. Uh, what happened in the nursing homes? I, I appreciate you guys being kind in that intro. I do have sharp elbows. Okay. No one ever accused me of being debonair. I'm coarse. I'm from around here, but I care and I do my work. And when I'm being called out on social media, now the standard in the business is you send a letter to my publisher, you send it to me, right? We go over it, we answer it. That's not how this happened. I've never heard of this. This was posted online and then colleagues within the place without even seeing the material were demanding it be retracted. And I'm like, this is bizarre. This well, is freaking bizarre. The, the attorney so, general has had communications problems since Kelly Rossman died. Kelly Rossman, longtime consultant, advisor, PR specialist, government official, tremendous communications person. I actually contacted the attorney general's office on a completely different matter yesterday got bounced around to their new press person and was told, send an email. And I said, well, can I talk to him? And he said, he doesn't take phone calls. You got to send an email, then he'll figure out whether, whether he can call you back. And I thought, really? I'm calling from the biggest newsroom in Michigan, one of the most influential papers that has anything to do with the attorney general. And no one can take a phone call just to say, what's up? What do you need? We'll get back to you. There's some real communication problems there. But at the same time, you know, Charlie, I got to tell you, the C word, man, I, I don't think you can use that on, on anybody. And that's what it turns out, I found out, because of this, see you next Tuesday means another word with the C. But you called her something way worse than that, which I think is perfectly appropriate, which is unethical. The U word, to me, is way worse than the C word. So I, I you know. Well, wait, let's go like this. Let's go like, again. It's worse than unethical, dude. Look, it you may have like this could caught. Let me give you an example. Hunter Biden sends an email to Merrick Garland saying, I need my passport back. I've got a judicial appointment in the Ukraine. Merrick Garland sends an email to David Weiss, the special uh, counsel, saying, hey, oh, you know, what's going on with that? It's the utmost urgency. He's, you know, his plane tickets for Saturday. That it's 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 not a matter of you know, political points. This is huge. You got to remember, this is an attorney general that won't investigate what happened to the elderly. We know from me suing the governor that the number of dead is was as undercounted as badly as Cuomo, probably worse. And we've got nothing. Now, having said that, that'll be you. This will be me. Thank God for the First Amendment. And if I wanted, look, am I being a smart ass and it goes sideways? Okay. I take it. I'm going to apologize to the proper people. And no way, no way after 
lifting up, you know, corpses of old people in the nursing homes during COVID. Am I forgetting? So, like you said, Sean, sharp elbows. Sometimes I hit myself in the face. I stand by it. And I there's a there is a silver lining to this, which is it keeps the story alive because there is a massive investigation going on. Whatever happens with that politics or uh, charges, I don't know. I know to this point that I was correct and that I was trying to do the best for people that asked me for help. But what do you say, Charlie, to women, in particular, some of your colleagues who said you can't use the C word? I just said it. I'm not asking you to apologize. I'm just asking you to address that. Okay, if if I'm going to use it, I will use it. Men, women, whatever. Right? If I'm going to be cute by half, that's on me. Fine. No, there'll be there are no apologies. I'm not saying anything. Keep your eyes on the prize. What you know, the I'm a misogynist. You know, misogynist is abusing women. I didn't do that. The 90-year-old brain-damaged elderly woman, I'm trying to protect. Fine. Play how you want to play. Like it's for real in the world now. I, I'm I'm not doing it. That's me, man. But to, to, to me, Charlie, this is the this is the main thing for me. You just said keep your eyes on the prize. The problem is when you when you get on social when you get on social media like that, it distracts from the prize you're trying to keep the yeah. eyes on. Right? You're right, dude. You're, and, you're, you're and, right. And that's the thing. So you you and look, we've all done it. We've all it's a, sometimes you just get in your own way, and I, I know it's not intentional, right? But that's the thing. It's, I mean, Mike has uh, been fussing at me for years about getting on Twitter and social media, and I just don't like doing it because you can't. You, you're, you're reacting in the moment. It's like a real conversation, and, and I understand you might say, "Okay, well, that's the truth," and it is in a way. But you, I feel like our society, to some degree, needs a little bit of thought before you just open your mouth. Right? We're yeah. all just flying off the handle of each other. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but. This is why I resist that a little bit. And it's tough, and I know, because we got newsrooms. If you work in a newsroom, you get put – there's a lot of pressure to get out there and sell yourself and brand yourself because it's not just about the story at this point, right? It's about selling the story, which is, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate a little bit. But you got yeah, a really good, you got a really good story, right, you, you, that's factually correct, that the publisher and the editor at the, at, at the paper backed you up on. And somehow that's gotten lost now, and that's really too bad. Yeah. Well, it is. And no argument to any of that. There isn't any. Okay. But again, you, you know, you, you, you move on, you learn, you move. Right. And if I could, if there's anything good that came out of this, all right, I'd like to, I'd like to see somebody follow up with this. This is massive. What you said, I couldn't have said better. And you know, I'm the guy on going, yeah, man, Sean, you're right. Nothing I could do about it. I'm not apologizing. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. I reserve the right to speak my mind. And if I, you know, I already know that this thing didn't get investigated. They never called the whistleblower, said they did. They called his desk. He had been fired. And now here we sit. So that's, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. Like, I didn't lose a job. I got paid peanuts. I brought him a lot of readers. I did a lot of good work. Never got paid back for the FOIAs. And uh, Mike, before I forget, this press 
person of theirs. Like it's like the drummer from Spinal Tap. They keep, you know, blowing up. And somebody new comes in. I, I'm like, hey, I get, I got these documents. What's the attorney general doing with the case, the open case, when she's not supposed to have it? What did she do with it? And what do you mean judicial appointment? Never got back. Never. Nobody. So what they did, they lied in the weeds. Right. And then they came up with this this tweet that they did. OK, I lost my mind a little bit, Sean. OK, you know what I mean? Can't take it back. But I. I know there's so much more there. And remember, when I did sue the state of Michigan, the nursing home numbers are fraudulent. A lot of these I, I don't need to name any names. You, you know, them. Uh, uh, reporters of the party. They pulled them together in a room and said, this independent audit is factually incorrect for, you know, whatever reason, the software wasn't correct. And they all ran with the story, but they never saw the audit. And I was taken aback and went, wow. You know what I mean? I like people. I like conservative people. Uh, you know, my grandparents, my all of a sudden I'm some right wing dude. What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't like war. I don't like old people getting abused. I don't like cheaters. I don't like bad public policy. I don't like corruption. I'm not afraid. Does like that, I said, that's it. You know what I mean? That's, does, that's it. That's where I'm at. Does that bother you that you said I'm not some right-wing dude that all of a sudden people are saying you sold your soul for right-wing money? I mean, does, yeah, it does. Does it? It does. It really, yes, it does, because I bet I bent over backwards in life just to be of some service to the community. You know, like, I, I okay, uh, I'm not I'm not for forever wars. You know what I mean? I'm not for, um, yeah, I had Tudor Dixon on my show. You know, I got ragged by the right wing when I'm like, what do you mean a 14-year-old is raped by your uncle has to carry it? I, I got flamed when... I worked in, at Cobo in 2020 as an absentee ballot processor. And I go, there were no 155,000 votes coming here. Shut, shut the fuck up. And I get death threats out of Missouri. No, man. It's like, what's true is true. That's, that's you know, we're older, but that's how we got into the business. No, you know, I, the, go ahead. I was just, I, I want to ask you somewhat unrelated. I mean, it's related, but it's an unrelated question because I, I remember the work. Uh, I remember you hanging out and writing about characters in bars in, in New York, and then coming here. Uh, your first in the Detroit News, and the the stories you used to chase. You know, shooting a golf ball down, uh, hitting a golf ball down the streets of Detroit, that kind of stuff. And I I understand what you're trying to do, and the the the, rep the hard not the hardcore, but the investigative reporting, and that's great, and I applaud that. And and, my, and Mike's very similar. You, you're both really good at that kind of thing. But sometimes I miss this stuff that kind of stuff from you because you were you were unique and very few people can bring that right and i just wonder if you're ever gonna if you ever think about getting back to some of that kind of stuff because it's kind of what made you you to a degree well it's interesting that's wow you know it's like talking to myself at night um first of all like in that column that i did for like a year and a half or whatever I, I tried to do some of those absolutely did you know what i mean so if you go back and look you'll see them you know when the barbie movie comes out or just right you know right. just slight i i do do those um but i remember the night it was a while ago you know like coming in here coming from new york doing those bar stories 
And I started, you know, what what uh, what Mike and and Schaefer had started with Kilpatrick and stuff, and everything was blowing up. And I looked at my wife and I said, "I'm not an investigative reporter." And she said, "What a community needs it, so you are now." So you're right. Again, you're right. Um, and again, here's a silver lining in all of it. Let me take a break. You know what I mean? Take a break. Get some sleep. Take a deep breath. And go back and do some of that. This, this shit that made me happy. Well, it's important too. I think sometimes. I'm sorry, Mike. I th- I, I think sometimes we we get lost in this idea that unless you're busting somebody's you know chops, you're not you're not performing a service as a journalist. And I just I've never ascribed to that. I I think all of it is important. I mean, right? High school high school scores uh, matter. Right and in the back of the high school and, football games, yeah, man. In the back, I mean, the whole community's out there. It it all matters, yeah. and there's no look. I get it. They're pecking orders and all this other kind of stuff, but but no, man. The, finding out what what folks do in their day to day life and writing about that and capturing that and saying and putting some something in a paper or online now these days where somebody reads it and says, "I can relate to that," right? Or wow, that's really interesting. Maybe I can't fully relate to that, but I can understand part of that. That matters. And that's important too. So it it, it, it all matters. Well, I guess is what I'm in saying. the time we're living in, you know, like uh, I'm working on the foundation of a building today. That's I try to actually do physical labor as part of my life, and um, all the UAW people that are on strike at the casinos came by, and it was just good hugging, talking, not only about you know uh, see you next Tuesday, but their lives, COVID, and yeah, it was just kind of uplifting in community. So yeah, I probably will go to a bar near one of the plants and, uh, you know, just have a beer with people that are losing their ass in this strike. Cause 500 bucks doesn't go far. There's something to be documented there. So you're right. But again, we just, I got a 16 year old daughter and I'm looking at what we did to her life in order to protect each other, specifically old people. And I wasn't afraid enough during COVID to sit at home. You know, I did stuff like go out and collect bodies with somebody had to collect the bodies. That was an interesting feature story. I haven't forgotten. And this is part of it. And yes, there, there's some rage inside me. I try to keep it out of the newspaper, right? Be nice and sober and august and do your work. Okay, but then I go to my social media and fuck myself up. But I'm smart enough on my social media, unlike other people, my employer's name's not on there. That's just me as a human. I'm allowed to be human. You know, and again, if if the the almighty is like I was taught and, you know, judgment day comes if there's such a thing and he looks back on my life, minimum, I hope there's room in purgatory for me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm an angel, but you know, you give me, give me, give me a second look and like, did did he try? Was what he doing honest and true? That if it would have hurt more if I had done the story and it was wrong. Absolutely, no question. That would be devastating. That I could not sleep. Like holy shit! I just fucked all that up, and everything that I've been saying is now called into question. So you can call my character into question, uh, my temperament into question, but not my ethics and not my skill as a reporter. 
Well, that's that's what I've said for years, Charlie, and, and you you really hit on something. You you have a a complete track record. You, you hit the target, left, right, center, wherever. But what ends up happening when you hit somebody on the left? Everybody on the left starts crying. The next week you hit somebody on the right, everybody on the right starts crying, and the people on the left never cheer, or at least if they do it, they do it real quietly. So they people have a very, very short memory, and, and I, I try and tell myself, because I'm tempted to get, in, get engaged in these social media scrums, and sometimes sometimes you, I would say, rise to the occasion, but really it's probably more fall to the occasion. You get lured in by a troll, but I say, call me whatever you want, just don't call me wrong. And in the end, that's that's what's important is is being right. Um, before- and don't forget this. Don't forget this because I've learned it. You you know I've made mistakes in life. Like I, I have a propensity to learn from them. Um, if I'm wrong, all you gotta do is call me and I'll correct it. Yeah. Right. That's that. Oh, that's the that that's when when you do twelve years at the New York Times, you learn that. And I'm go- I'm gonna carry that. And I got calls from the New York Times last night. Dude, what'd you do? You know, I mean, I'm in the New York Daily News. Like, oh, okay. Well, are they talking about the story at all? And like you said, Sean, nope, nope. Okay, well, I will I will go on. But I then no way. I'm not bending a knee. No way. If what I think happened, we got I got worse words. I'll give you one. Inmate former things like that unethical like what did you do if 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 big if if you continue to do this or did it to other people and law enforcement had a chance to stop it well i could say you know i tried to love an old woman i don't even know i'm serious about that so whoops it's nice you guys that you have me on let me let me air that out well, if, if we're lucky, we're all going to be old men and old women someday. So I, my concern is that, that the Detroit News is a very powerful platform and that whatever followed, because I know you're not going to let this story go. That's just not who you are. Uh, I just got and, off the phone with, you know, such and such. Yep. And I, and I know that you're going to have you're going to have the No BS News Hour as a platform to get that out. And that's a pretty that's a pretty big microphone, too. But at the Detroit News, when you were talking to those guys, was there any discussion about a suspension? Was there? A, did you offer to resign? I mean, was there was there some pathway for you to maybe you know take take the crack and then come back? Let me. We'll have a beer, and I'll tell you. But, but you know, <laughs> like like no, but what Sean says is correct. So I thought, let me just be dignified keep you know what was in house in house there's i don't want to you know what i mean get into that backroom talk i will again apologize to gary miles and nolan finley um for bringing this on them and that's all i want to do you know i i want to be a gentleman just take my licks and keep going you know what i mean i'm not trying to dodge it i just think that's gentlemanly i I could tell you and it would sound like like i'm an asshole sour gray i'm not gonna do it but you might imagine yes there were talks no fair enough and uh i I noted that you've not extended an apology to chad live and good so i won't invite him out for the beer well i'll say this minimum okay you, you said it nice in the intro 
At least he put his name on it. Okay, that's good. It's good to know who's out there. And, uh, you know, I wrote the name down. That's all. <laughs> you, He's on you, the list. Okay. You wrote the name well, down. I mean, you know, what, just, are you going to write the address a, down next? Send him a Christmas card. <laughs> but, uh, I it'd, know. Be nice, it'd be nice if he got on a few of these things. Yeah, well, Chad's 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 taking some some bad actors down. He's a good reporter. I think sometimes he uh, he maybe feels like his he's got a little larger role in our society, and that that's fine. But uh, you know, I'm I've always uh, I've appreciated the opportunity to work with you. I've appreciated the opportunity to compete with you. Uh, I will tell you, while you reserved the right to use the C word, I'm going to suggest that unless you're in England, maybe you don't want to exercise that right here because it offends a lot of women. And as a husband and as a father of a daughter, I'm sure they had something to say to you about it. But I, I hope if you choose your words more carefully, you don't stop talking because I, I think you got a lot to say. And I want to see where this story goes because unlike the drummer in Spinal Tap... These guys who are doing communications for most of our elected officials, they can't even keep a beat. Mm. They're, what my, they're what my French teacher used to say in high school. They're not worth the dynamite it would take to blow them to hell. Hmm. You know, nobody's pulling up what I said about Rick Snyder. It's interesting. And, and when, I, when I use the word, you'll know it. So I there think, you go. I think no, we no, will. Guilty of being clever. Maybe I should have said, see you next Thursday. <laughs> well we're not on zoom but i guess people are seeing you today it is tuesday but uh i know, you'll yeah, be you know I, I didn't know tuesday meant your show yeah well it's you know neither did we until saturday so that's the way it goes around that's that's the well, news business like you know just in terms of you know uh reach oh i get way more reach on on uh the news hour than than in Detroit news. I mean, there, there's an issue. There's a, there's a, there's a reason we're selling subscriptions. And again, this didn't penetrate the pages there. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going without a fight. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Like I said, too clever for myself. Um, what I have redone it. Nah, but again, that it is what it is. Well, Charlie, you dig in your heels in those boots and you stand your ground. And uh, whether people agree with what you said or what you did, I think it's it's hard not to respect that. And we we appreciate you coming. We got to have you come on and talk about just some silly shit. Yeah, one come of these days. Uh, get get down in the studio with us sometime. We'll talk about the the public health officials in Florida that were fired under DeSantis for trying to report the deaths down there too. We'll exactly. We'll, 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 uh, okay. we'll, we'll take a tour and, around. And I'm, I'm we'll take a tour around the country. I wouldn't call that silly, but I, I understand what you're saying. I'm Sean. kidding. Yeah. No, 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 seriously, Charlie. Yeah. Come down and we'll, uh, we'll talk about all sorts of stuff and you can, you can stand and we'll sit. You can Lord over us. <laughs> okay. And uh, go blue. Uh, you know, I was going to say, oh. I was going to say, we, we got a former Michigan cheerleader, a Michigan man on the line, and Michigan oh, State gets beat it. by 49. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Charlie's out of time. Charlie's got to go. He's a very busy man. <laughs> he doesn't have time to talk about the football game, but no, Charlie, you, you get the last word, man. Peace on earth, man. Tough to argue with that. Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Charlie Leduff. He may put his foot in his mouth, but he takes it out, and he's not willing. He's not afraid to talk about what happened. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think you really 
hit it, Sean, is a really important column, really good work. Uh, Charlie does a lot of really good work. And in this case, we're talking about other things, which, which is a shame. But I know people get tired of controversy. Charlie doesn't, so I think he'll stay on this story. And, uh, and while he reserves the right to use that word, like I said, unless you're in a pub somewhere in uh, Manchester... Probably best not to exercise. Yeah, right? or or really, you know, Liverpool, wh- wh- everywhere in that country. Right? Oh, you you've been in Liverpool? You think no, no, no. But I've just well, I've seen enough and read enough. To, is that how to, Paul McCartney talks? To know that they is, uh, that, is that what Drew told you? Yeah, our, our, our consummate Beatles yeah. fan. Hey, yeah, they're not afraid to use that word. Oh, it's interesting. I, real quickly, Mike, when you think about this, you're right. And he kind of you he mentioned the New York Daily News or whatever. They're writing about him. They're not writing about the story and. And this happens a lot. He talked about his platform. Well, he's got his platform. The reason it's popular and sizable is because of the personality and because he's not afraid to say, or you know, to your point, there's a, it's a fine line to walk, though. You know, as a newspaper, you don't want to get in the way of the work. You know, but in, in, to, in our society today, we're all competing you know, it's noisy out there and everybody's trying to get heard. And so how do you get heard? And, 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 and I understand he does the things he does because he wants to get heard. But at some point, yeah, you just want that work to stand for itself. It reminds me of a, a, a line, not a line, but a, a thought from Matt Damon, uh, the actor, who for a long, long time didn't want to do interviews. And when he did, it would almost never talk about his private life, anything in his personal life, because he said... And I, this has always stuck with me, and I'm sure he's not the only one who feels this way, but he always said he wants to be a blank slate when you walk into the movie theater or watch on TV or your tablet or however. He you, he didn't want the, the, the moviegoer, the person, uh, the, the folks watching, to think about anything other than his performance. And I was thinking about that when Charlie was talking. You know, as a reporter, you want the work, you want your story to be the thing, not who wrote it or put it together. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know what you think about the Matt Damon idea, but there's, you know, there are other actors that say, I want to go out and do publicity tours because I want to sell the movie. And I understand that. You've got to sell, too. But at the same time, you, you, you want folks where you want them. You want them focused on the things you want them focused on and not necessarily you. Uh, I think it's a nice notion, but you hear actors talk all the time about being typecast. And if you were to play some horrible villain, like, so... Okay, this is a this is where I'm going to be the geek of the week myself. One of my favorite TV shows is uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, and there's a character. That's on awesome. There. There's a character on there named Garrick. He's a terrific actor, just fantastic, unbelievable guy. He played the Scorpio killer in a movie in the early '70s. It may have been Dirty Harry. I can't remember which one it was, and he was so convincing as a psychopath. He was typecast. He was intense, couldn't get a job for years. He gets a job on Star Trek because he's he's wearing makeup. So it's not like, oh, it's not that psycho from the 70s. So Matt Damon, nice notion. But, um, and I also, when I think of Matt Damon, I think, by the way, liberal Democrat. So I guess he gave that up at some point because he's, I, I think he's he's in George Clooney land now. No, he but, is. He is. And, okay. and that was kind of lost. And he got, how do you like them this, apples? This is from a long time ago. And he obviously couldn't keep Does it he up. you like apples? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, from the from the, the Boston movie. Speaking of 
being typecast, one of the greatest ever was the the killer from the Silence of the Lambs. I remember listening to that. He was, a, and he's a great character actor. He's in Monk. He's terrific. He is, and he was in. And he's put on about fifty pounds, so you don't recognize. He him. was in Heat too. He was oh. a he was a cop in Heat. You remember the movie Heat with Robert De Niro and Albert, Albert Al Pacino? I had a dog in Heat. Yeah, that, that, that's I I prefer to think of that as the. Um, as the Val Kilmer star vehicle, but sure. Yeah, no, Val Kilmer's great in that. But, but in any case, uh, strung out. That I, I wish I could remember that actor's name. It was the killer in Silence of the Lambs. But I remember seeing an interview with him a long time ago. That Jeffrey yeah, something, I think. Yeah, he could not get, and he has a very distinctive face too. So that's that's part of it. And once you get an associate, if you have a distinctive look, and then you go play a memorable role, especially if it's uh, you know somebody who's a sociopath or psychopath in his case. Yeah, it's it's hard to get out from under that. It's really something. Yeah. Well, so talking about platforms, social media for people like us is a quagmire because we do have a public profile and anything we do is going to reflect on our employer. But it's also an incredibly powerful thing. And I posted something on Twitter on Saturday after the football game, and you can follow me at Elric, that now has 44,300 views on it. Just a 54-second video basically saying, you know, don't give up on these guys who are trying hard even though their best wasn't nearly good enough. This is a way to spread our work. This is a way to put it in front of a different audience. And if it you're is. trying to reach younger people and you're not putting your work on social media, you're missing a big and important audience that that is concerned about government and and wants to learn about what's going on, and this is a way to connect with them. But it's kind of the thing where when you ring the bell, you can't unring it. But we need to do it, and that's why with the No BS News Hour, I'm glad Charlie has that platform. I'm glad we have this platform because I've paid a price to keep this podcast going, and it's a it's a price I yeah paid. you have to put up with me. Well, there's that too. I mean, that's something that you could would show up in a tax return, but a literal price. But to me, I made that sacrifice happily because this show allows us to interact with people in a way that we can't in print, that we can't for our employer, where we can talk about how we do stories. We can talk about why we didn't do a story. We can talk about why we did a story a certain way and why we can do something that that no one else can do. This gives us a forum and it gives us a way to have a more personal connection with our audience so that they can get to know us a little better. The, the, the general manager at Fox 2 that I had the difference of opinion with, he didn't want people knowing that his investigative reporter liked fart jokes and Canadian hard rock. He thought that somehow diminished my Made you my less standing. serious. Right, I, but, I mean, I, that's not an unreasonable thing to think if we're being right it's not except that you're creating this facade that your person who goes out there and may spend 14 hours in a cold car trying to get somebody to answer some questions is a robot and you don't pass gas while you're doing it is that is that the idea depends who if there's a photographer in the car and if it's did you fog up the windows did you get out of the car though to do that i hope i'm not saying i did we're off track you weren't trying to to do a dutch oven or anything do you do that at home do you you fart in bed and then pull the covers up this is where mark would say i'm fascinated by your digressions i find them fascinating and then you'd say something about his legs no but no he does have nice legs but do you do you uh do you do that have you ever tried to pull the covers up i'm a gentleman okay good so yeah but um, but no, th- these podcasts are, are great, and social media is good, and I do think that people need to know 
whether it may make us look at us a little askance when we're asking somebody how they were responsible for something that was a terrible mistake. That's like, well, this guy's got some got a weird sense of humor. I think when we stop looking at people as human beings, then we have a problem and we all have a lot of facets. So I'm grateful that we have this opportunity. I'm, I'm grateful that, that Drew has given us this and, and that, um, and that the Red Shovel Network is out there and that Charlie will continue his work on the Red Shovel Network. Um, you we're, know, we're, we're kind of the redheaded stepchild of, of the network, aren't we? A little bit. Bald-headed stepchild. Did some of the listeners would say we lean, what, middle, left, left to center, as opposed to the, or the rest of the shows that are right, you know, right, I, right, I, right to center? People are going to say what they're going to say, but apropos of what I talked about with Charlie, two weeks ago, I wrote a story that basically said the state Republican Party chairwoman is not qualified for that job because she's never had a job that was more challenging than being a substitute teacher. And I think if you're Which on, can be challenging, right? And I th- it in can fairness be. to substitute B- teacher. Believe me. But, but in terms of you know managing something, that's a tall order. And I'm sure there were people on the right, because I heard from them, who said, you know, oh, you lefty dog, blah, 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 blah. This week, I wrote about the governor and Democrats in Lansing failing to live up to their pledge to expand the Freedom of Information Act so that you and I, reporters, and the public, because this is not a privilege that's reserved for reporters, so that anyone can get records telling us how the governor's doing her business and how state lawmakers are doing their business. And I've heard from Democrats saying, there you go attacking Democrats again. So say what you want. That's an important piece you did, by the way, because liberals can be, I mean, we can all be hypocritical, but... Certain kind of progressives, you know what I mean? They talk about, oh, we want transparency, we want openness, we're the party of, you know, curiosity of the world, we accept everybody. But then they get into power and act like everybody else, right? Yeah, well, everybody... Batten down the hatches. Everybody wants to hold the boss accountable until they get a promotion. That's true. It's and maybe true. it's like, I didn't realize it. Well, You've never been here before. It's human nature but, a little bit, isn't it? You, the, the more you get up, the, the more you move up, the more cautious by nature you become and secretive and so on and so forth well, we see that possibly all the time. possibly but i i do think if we keep the pressure on them we will we will make that happen so um you know we 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 should talk about what happened in east lansing we should talk about what uh, it's already the, tuesday it the lions three four days ago um but uh, but we're going to get to a lot of that in our feedback. So so i've heard from a lot of people who want to hear from us on that you are going to hear from us on that but first, we want to tell you about the folks who make this show possible. And, and really, if you listen, you make this show possible. So don't think we're not grateful. But this isn't exactly a hobby. It's getting a lot closer financially to being a hobby. And I think once it becomes a straight-up hobby, we'll probably find other things to do with our time. Why? You don't like hanging out? Well, we can hang out with a beer. We'll hang out with Charlie. Okay. And, okay. and you can bring Chad. I'll bring Charlie. We'll sit back and watch okay. the feathers fly. But, and by the way, I like Chad. Chad's called us out. I didn't like that. I thought he was wrong. But I like Chad. He's a sincere, hardworking reporter. They called who's us? Uh, The soul of Detroit. What did he call us out for? Remember when we did the episode on Gretchen Whitmer and we had the graphic where where he posted something that said that Gretchen Whitmer looked like a dominatrix and that how dare we uh, uh, objectify her or something, even though you, me, and Mark were the dumb, dumb, and dumber and there was That's some right. storm clouds behind it, and it was a big fuss. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to change the graphic. We're going to apologize. And the reason why is because exactly what Charlie's going through right now. We stood by it, 
but we didn't want people to just talk about the governor in a graphic. We wanted to talk about what we want to talk about, which is the governor giving non-disclosure agreements to people when she said she'd be more open. So we tried to get the conversation back to the topic. And if you do recall, and you can find that episode in our catalog, and you can find all our old episodes at soul of De- mlsoulofdetroit.com, we said, hey, we're changing it. Here's why we're changing it. If someone was offended, we're sorry, but here's the real issue. We basically did what Charlie did, although I would say what we did uh, with the graphic was a lot less. We were being silly in a, in a, in a one we shouldn't have been, yeah, from and, what and I remember. And here's, here's, here's what I really respect about Charlie. He didn't try and pull the old, oh, I never heard that expression before. I never had. If he had told me he'd never heard that expression before, it could be true. But he, he said, it's like, I was trying to be too clever by half. And you're an Anglophile, half. so. Well, and too clever by half is an Anglophile phrase right there. So is the C word. It doesn't mean the same thing in America. So you got to be careful. But anyways, the, the people who are making this show possible are Luke Nowacki and Pinnacle Well Strategy. There are many difficult things in life, including backing up a camper, fighting with Hawk, reading sentences that use semicolons, and preparing to be financially secure in retirement. You might even be able to rely on a cool side gig like being director of merchandising to help out. If you want to figure out if you're on target to meet your goals, you can call Luke Nowacki and his team at Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. They will help you prepare for a more secure future. They'll help you make the tough decisions with your investments. You can call them at 248 663 4748. That's 248 663 4748. We'll have a link to their website on our website because when you call Luke, he'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Omaic Wealth. Sync member FINRASIPC Omaic Wealth. Sync is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent Omaic Wealth. Sync. Also, I want to tell you about the Kaju Cafe uh, before we get to our geek of the week. It's a great place to have a good time on the east side, but come from anywhere. Come from far and wide because it's one of the only places in the world, and that's not an exaggeration, where you can do feather bowling. The kitchen is open from 2 to 10 on Sunday, so it's later than your kitchen or my kitchen, unless you're toasting a peanut butter sandwich. It's open from 4 p.m. till midnight, Monday through Thursday, and it's open from 4 to 2 on... Uh, on no, 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 the, the bar is open... For, you know what? I'm sorry, dude. There's a lot going on. I'm struggling here. Let me tell you about the Kaju Cafe. Go to kajucafe.com. Full menu until midnight, Monday through Saturday, and until 10 on Sunday. So that's until midnight, Monday through Saturday, 10 on Sunday. Delivery is available by DoorDash. Great music. Great spot for live music. Monday, you got your open blues jam, Blue Mondays, and all-you-can-eat muscles. It's muscle madness. Wednesdays, usually karaoke. On the weekends, fantastic stuff. In fact, this Friday, WDET's Rock and Roll Horror Show, hosted by John Mosier, will be going from 8 to 11 outside in the beer garden. Great music all weekend. you got to check out the Kaju Cafe. To find out more, go to kajucafe.com. That's C-A-D-I-E-U-X-C-A-F-E.com. French name on a Belgian place on the east side. That tells you all you need to know. It's an interesting place. Go check it out. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? 
So we've got lots of reasons to criticize the NCAA from their investigation into the sign stealing at Michigan, which depending on what you believe is either just another attempt to take down Jim Harbaugh because they hate Jim Harbaugh. It's going after a rule that everybody violates, so they shouldn't really try and enforce that rule. You can say what you want about the NCAA. Loads of reasons to criticize them. I criticize them all the time. Why do they try and crucify some programs and then programs like Kansas get away scot-free? Why does North Carolina get away scot-free? Why does it schools in the North and specifically the Midwest get pounded by the NCAA, but not some other schools that, to my mind, are worse actors? Yes, lots of reasons to criticize the NCAA, but today... I'm criticizing them because Iowa dropped out of the top 25 after taking its second loss of the season. It was replaced by James Madison. This is a new team to what we would call Division I football at one time. The Dukes are 7-0. They were in the top 25 in early October last year before they went on a losing streak. This is their second season in Division I, now known as the Bowl Subdivision, whatever the hell that means, which is the highest level of football. But they're ineligible to play for their conference's title game or play in a bowl game because NCAA rules require two-year transition periods for schools that move up a level. How the hell do you justify a school that's been beating a tar out of Little Sisters of the Poor moving up into the top tier, succeeding, and saying we're going to punish you for that. Sean, I ask you. You don't. That's why they're our Geek of the Week. out there who feel like maybe we've gone a little too far with this whole new wave thing. Maybe specifically... Nah, never. Oh, you're going to hear from some of them in a little while, so sit tight. And there are people who feel like we've gone a little too far with this movie themes that are new wave tunes. But Can't I imagine. I think we finally found one that even Sean can appreciate. This is a little ditty from a uh, rather startling movie from the, ni- the 1980s called, Sean, Less, Less Than, than zero. zero. And this is a great cover of a classic rock tune by the Bangles, one of our favorite new wave bands. Of Jimi Hendrix, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't oh, think no, so. you're right. Never mind. Never yes. mind. Never but mind. Uh, So maybe Sean is foreshadowing this a little bit. This is the Bangles with a lighter shade of winter. A whiter shade of winter. Hazy shade of winter. Hazy. It's the Bengals anyways. Hazy. We're just trying to talk up to the post. That's what DJs do, right? That's what Mark would want us to do. It would. Mark would so not be proud So now we stop.
So that's a hazy shade of winter. And as Sean uh, correctly pointed out uh, while we were chatting, it's originally by Simon and Garfunkel. I don't know why I thought Hendrix. I mean, I didn't think Hendrix. I, well, that guitar riff, man, that, that, th- that thing really screams. And that's, uh, I believe that is, um, I don't think it's Susanna. She plays guitar, but I think she's rhythm guitar. Maybe Jane Wheedlin on lead guitar, who also had a great new wave tune with Cool Places that she did with Sparks, which is one of Morrissey's favorite bands of all time. In fact, he used to almost stalk them, and I know how much you love Morrissey tales. Sparks makes me think of traffic. Why is that Why is that an association in my head? Is it? Is there some... No, in fact, Sparks are American. Song. Now, traffic is Steve... Now, you know when... Is there a title, an album cover, a song, the low spark of high-heeled... No. Yes, yes, the low spark of high-heeled shoes, which yeah, yeah. was the Steve Winwood band, I think. Or maybe it was Traffic. I thought that was Traffic, but uh, so that's what it is, is the spark. Sorry you know, about the random association bullshit. Steve Winwood started playing professionally, was was gigging like in major venues when he was 16. That's impressive. Yeah, he's really good. He opened for uh he opened for um Duran Duran. He opened and then Nile Rodgers came on, which is just the, the greatest producer, guitar player, performer, underappreciated, fantastic, everything from disco to new wave to hard rock to you name it, fantastic dude. And then Duran Duran came on. It was it was the first time I, and I tend to like, cover, uh, I tend to like the main act. And sometimes it's just because I don't know that much about the opening act, or maybe I like the opening act, but I'm so eager to see the main act that I want them to just, you know, do your thing, get off the air. Steve Winwood, who I've never been a huge fan of, was great. Nile Rodgers came out. I'm like, okay, I'll see Duran Duran another time. Just just keep going, Niles. And then Duran, that was a great night at Pine Knob. That was maybe five or six years ago, but wow, great, great music. So uh, so that is, uh, I think, is going to conclude our series on 
new wave. People are dampening their brow as you say that. Are they? Yeah. Uh, they're not dabbing at it because they're they're weeping. It's not. There's not a little salt water squirt now. I thought it was more of a relief. You know. Oh, relief. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they're relieving themselves with their head. I guess that tells you who doesn't like new new wave music. Crap headers. So we are uh, we are still looking for your suggestions for great new wave music to play here, even though there are a lot of people who don't really want us to do that anymore. But we are going to we're going to continue at great risk, at great. Uh, yeah, at, no, no, uh, never give the people what they want. That's that's the uh, first rule of business. Well, I tell you, here's what we're going to let the people do. We're going to have them uh, exercise their First Amendment rights by giving a lungful to uh, yours truly. But uh, but before we do, uh, we want to invite you to send your suggestions for new wave music you'd like to hear on the show to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail. And we want to thank our donors, um, Brant, Bryant, sorry, Bryant, again, it's been a, it's been a crazy day. Bryant says, uh, sends a generous donation, clearly, and he's referring to last week's show with the, uh, with the one and only Eli Zaret. Clearly, Eli is the magic elixir that reinvigorates Sean Congrats, ML and Mark. Clearly, Eli needs to be a recurring guest. Another great show. Thanks all, especially Eli. And you know what? I think Eli agrees. You think he agrees? I think he agrees 100%. That he needs to come more often to wake me up? No, no, that, that he re reinvigorated the show and made it one for the books. Oh, that oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah, memorable yeah. moment. Yeah. So um, here's a donation from Dennis, uh, a very generous donation. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, a kindly sum followed by 0 0.01. It's a round number, and I'm telling you this for a specific reason. Dennis says, Mark and Sean split the currency before the decimal. Give ML the rest. <laughs> the one penny. <laughs> ML, I understand not liking the Lions, but don't disrespect the fans. Your comment, if you're working on the line and didn't go to college, the Lions are your university, was shitty. Plenty of those line workers have put their kids through college so they do root for a university. Dennis, that is a great point. I did not mean in any way to disrespect people who work with their hands or who break their back to make life better for their kids. All I meant or to say society. All I meant to say was that there are a lot of people who feel about the Lions because they make that connection that maybe their kids have made with the university. But you are right. There are lots of T-shirts that you see in bookstores at colleges across the country that say, I sent my kid and my money to this university, so they are a fan of that university. And that's fair. And I also want to say something about the whole Walmart Wolverine thing. I like to bust balls on that stuff, too. You shouldn't have to go somewhere to cheer for something. If you like something, you like what you like. That's fine. I don't go for the whole Lions thing because I think they've been terrible stewards of what should be a public trust, and so they lost me. But whether you got your Michigan jersey at Walmart, and I'm sure they're flying off the shelves the past couple of years, that's fine. My problem with the Walmart Wolverines and the smart-ass Spartans or whatever we call it, maybe we call them the Spartan Store Spartans, I don't know, the Target Spartans, I don't know, who knows, is you don't talk about the other school if you don't know anything about it. You don't put on the jersey and say, oh, yeah, uh, MIT, a lot of stupid people going there. It's like, really? Their football team does suck. But I think MIT has some pretty smart people going there. Am I wrong? No, you're never wrong. Okay, well, that's that's I appreciate. I mean, you're never wrong. 
I went to Michigan State, so that's why. Um, we have uh, we have a lot of feedback this week. Okay. So we want to jump on it, uh, even though they're jumping on me. I'm going to start us off. David says, ML, it is, of course, entirely within your right to not be a Lions fan now or throughout their history. But throughout your petulant, moody rant last week, throughout which you still own, you basically called everyone excited about the Lions an idiot and looked at them as less than, while wondering why nobody wanted to talk at length about a game whose outcome was inevitable. I respect and like you sincerely. In listening to this overly long whine last week, I had a question that I wonder if Mark and Sean agree with. So Mark's not here, so Sean, you're taking all the weight. And here's the question. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, drum roll. Okay, here we go. Does ML consider himself the ultimate tastemaker that when a popular opinion goes against his own, like the current relevance of new wave music, he just can't compute? This is not to be harsh, but rather to understand how ML thinks and comes to his opinions. Dave. Dave, I he's just stubborn, right? And it's and it's trying to trying to make something compute when we're thinking about that brain. Uh, is it's it's best not to do. You're just going to get hurt. You're going to hurt yourself. You know what I mean? That that's what I would say to you. It's uh, yes. He's it's here's here's what I'd say. On the outside, you would it's easy to say, okay, he's stuck. He's stuck, right? He's stuck from 1980 to 1991 or two or whatever. I don't know his definition of new age or new wave. Sorry, new age is probably better. New wave changes from, from show to show. Or New from, Age is back. Okay, keep going. But no, no, I'm not. I'm we're going to come back about to it. I'm just. No, but he's, he's, he's stuck back there. Disaster. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's lies caught in his throat. He was choked by his own, uh, his own insolence. But uh, listen, I, 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 I got to tell you, I listen to the show every week after we post it. And I was a little off the rails with the whole Lions thing. I'll tell you why. Because I wanted to talk about that Michigan-Michigan State game. Because we have, we have the whole tunnel thing coming. We had, uh, we had this whole issue of, you know, is, is, um, is Harbaugh a cheater or a liar? And that's before the allegations came out that, um, that his, uh, his program might have been stealing signs. We've been talking for a year about whether the rivalry has become unhinged whether the vitriol that we see on social media has turned this into a big game from a big game into a big shame where people are losing their minds and being nasty and and i think those are all good things to talk about going into the game and uh and sean want to talk about the lions and and eli want to talk about the lions and mark want to talk about the lions and i was trying to i was trying to plant the flag for a different topic but uh, I will say one thing I said is that I did see the Lions like this before when they were beating everybody during the Jimmy Spider-Man Allen Lions era where we had uh, another one bites of dust and they didn't do very well after that. I do expect this Lions team to do better and to have a more uh, successful season than that uh, Lions team of decades ago. But uh, but hey, listen, you know, I, I was trying to I was trying to give us a little diversity in the conversation. Um, did I get carried away? Yeah, I don't think there's much debate about that. Um, do I still care about the Lions? No. Do I care that you care about the Lions? 
No, we can talk about the Lions every week, but there's only one big game a year, and I thought that was worth a little bit of our airtime. But uh, uh, three people here disagreed. Uh, some of you in so the audience the disagreed. And you're entitled to your opinions because you know what? In this country, you have the right to be wrong. Sorry about that. I um, Says the tastemaker. Have been, uh, no, yeah, Dave, no, he, he thinks a lot of himself. So we just, that's the baseline. That's what you need to understand most about him. And um, and then you go from there. And what he likes, he's not going to give up on. You know, he's like a he's like a dog that way with a bone, right? He bites on and he's never going to let go. Like a hugely egotistical dog, I think you just suggested. No, not, 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 not necessarily. Thinks a lot of himself. Yeah. Let's just say there's a reason Charlie had to dial in earlier because the two of you in the same studio in this, uh, let's just, you know, there's a low ceiling in here. It would be difficult, wouldn't it? It's a confined space. Yeah, it's I mean, I can't imagine the uh, the neutrons kind of going at each other there in that way. But no, Dave, uh, he likes other stuff. He just doesn't want it on this show for whatever interesting reason. Uh, no, I've invited you to bring music on the show. People, send your suggestions, folks. Whatever you want. Room 7609, we're going to diversify. Send us some good suggestions. We'll play some good tunes. Sean, we, we got to we got to start to wrap this up real quick. Um, you got a piece of feedback. Can you can you enlighten us with Let what... Let me see uh, if I can get through this. Fine uh, listeners uh, thinking about. Uh, sorry about that. Apologies earlier. I've had a bit of a head cold and I had a little uh, something in my throat there. So Yeah, we're going to start a charity for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So let me see if I can get through this without uh, having to step outside again. You, you want me to give the GoFundMe now or you want voice, to read that thing? My voice can handle it. All right. This is from John who says, I'm a fan of the Soul of Detroit podcast. The diverse topics and early gets your media influences have available to you works in your favor for the most relevant topics. With your other co-hosts, I generally find the balance to be very enlightening, educational, and entertaining. With that being said, I have two major complaints. One is ML's lack of objectivity. Hmm. Many times on the podcast, Sean or Mark will offer an opposing take, and ML's response is to talk over them or over them or the guest. I have always found this to be weak posturing. Not only is it annoying not to be able to fully hear a differing viewpoint on any subject, how can there ever be compromise in anything if both sides aren't heard? I have also taken to listening when I don't have to wear earbuds in, <laughs> earbuds in because ML's desire to randomly yell into the mic is personally painful to my ears. Cue ML's sarcastic whispering. Sorry! Earbud man. Okay, John. Sorry, I, I, I I, there's nothing to, I can do about that, John. I, didn't mean to yeah, I guess yell. you. I guess you knew that was probably coming. My bad. My second disappointment is ML's inability. Oh, they're both about ML. Is ML's ability to even try to see beyond the green and white glasses he wears. Mark bleeds maize and blue and can have a civilized conversation regarding college sports without vitriol. I have discovered that in general, ML cannot. There have been exceptions, of course, but those are few and far between. In this vein. I most likely won't listen to this week's podcast. ML will blame the loss on Michigan sign stealing, not yet proven. Not to mention that I told you so regarding the Lions, who I am disappointed in but still believe in this year. Speaking of the Lions, this week notwithstanding, conversations in this town regarding the Lions is always disappointing. To have so many positive vibes from Honolulu Blue is an experience I haven't had since moving to Detroit. A frustrated listener from Sterling Heights. Damn, home of the golden butthole. It sounds like there's two buttholes in Sterling Heights. But no, hey, listen, Michigan Thank State. Thank you, John. Michigan State was going into that game, and I said pretty clearly on the podcast I had very low expectations for their ability to compete. I thought they'd put up more of a game than they did, but there's the, here's here's where the sign stealing hurt Michigan State. 
is I think Michigan said, we're going to show the world what we can do when everybody knows we're not stealing signs. And if anything, they were going to pour it on. So I do not think that worked they to the Spartans' pulled their, advantage. Their, they pulled their quarterback with five minutes to go in the third quarter. That score could have been worse. No, and, and I've had people say, including Tom Mazza, no, Dan Leach say, no, that's the worst loss you've ever seen. Like, no, I saw him lose in Columbus a couple years ago where, where the Buckeyes didn't even send their punter out, okay? And they beat a much better Spartan team than what we put on the field yesterday. But, uh, but yeah, letting Orgy score at the end, you know, I mean, you know, they, they could have taken a knee there, but, but you know what? I don't, I don't object to that. If you are a third or fourth string quarterback at Michigan and you get to play a game against your second biggest rival and you have a chance to score on their field, that's a memory you're going to have for your whole life. How can you deny a kid the right to do no, that? No, you can't. You can't. I mean, so I, you know what? You don't want Michigan to score 49 points. You stop them, okay? That Washington game, they could have scored 1,000 points, okay? So no complaints about the way Michigan played. My only complaint, frankly, about a play that was made during that game was a play made by a Spartan when that player pancaked a guy and then dove on top of him and was immediately ejected from the game. As a Spartan, I will tell you, that was a moment where I was ashamed. I got different opinions than a lot of you guys on the whole tunnel thing, but that was a moment, there's no debate, even in my mind, beyond the pale, inappropriate, disgraceful. Spartans should have apologized for that. Do you want to talk about the scoreboard? What are we supposed to say? Hitler, never appropriate. We've said that on this show. When you bring Hitler into a conversation, you've lost the conversation. Who the hell put that on the scoreboard? You know, uh, you got to be kidding me. My assumption is it's some intern who didn't vet it. So that's on the supervisors for not making sure all the content that was going on the scoreboard was appropriate for consumption. Here's what Mark will tell you. And you've heard him say this if you listen to the Drew and Mike podcast. They didn't even pay for that content. They basically pirated somebody else's content and put it up there, which makes it even worse. So you stole some shit that you put up that you shouldn't have put up. So... Epic fail across the board for everybody at uh, at Michigan State, um, and uh, and we we appreciate your feedback, critical or otherwise. That's why we read it all. Uh, Connor, reading between the lines of this explosive dossier just published by the State News, MSU trustee Brianna Scott, who is an attorney, clearly wants readers to infer Mel Tucker and Sherwin Rima Vassar were having an affair together, right? Both Tucker and Vassar are married. Two attorneys. Okay, so a little context. Connor is referring to an explosive scoop that the state news published on Sunday in which one of the members of the MSU Board of Trustees accused the chairwoman of the Board of Trustees of inappropriate conduct, including taking free flights from boosters, which they're not supposed to do, being a bully, playing racial politics. And this is a black woman accusing a black woman of playing racial politics. So this is a story you need to read. There's a lot of information in there. I can't do it justice before we need to wrap this show up. I wouldn't say that she was suggesting that the chairwoman and the coach were having an affair. I think it is implied that the chairwoman was the leak of Brenda uh, Brenda, uh, Tracy's name. So definitely take a look at that. You can find a link to that on our website. You can find a link to it on my Twitter page, which again is at Elric, but it's just an incredibly powerful piece of journalism by a young guy named Alex Walters, who I've had the pleasure to work with smart guy. He's one of these dudes who is going to uh, 
really do some good um, if he continues with this profession. Before we go, email from Dan. He says, I know you're not an MSU podcast, although sometimes it probably seems like it. That's my comment. But what in the heck is going on with your alma mater's board? You should have run for trustee instead of Detroit City Council. Great Facebook comment. This is something he saw. MSU's board sounds like the Flint City Council without the comedic genius of Eric Mays. LOL. So that's a little deep track there if you're into Flint politics and you may hear Eric Mays from time to time on the No BS News Hour with Charlie LaDuff. But you know why I couldn't run for trustee in Michigan for Michigan State's board? Because you'd have to shave? Because I'm not a political hack. And that's who gets these nominations. These nominees are chosen by the political parties, and it's usually somebody who wants to be somebody but doesn't have the juice, the time, the connections, or the talent to actually run for something. So what happens is they get some some political insider, they nominate them, and if the party does well, they get elected to the board. If the party does well, they don't. Sometimes there are good board members on there. I don't want to say they're all bad, but for the most part, you are not getting the best alumni or even the best people who want to serve our colleges as trustees by the process we have now. And we have now seen Governor Whitmer raise that issue, saying that maybe we need to take a look at how we do this and raising her concerns about the chairwoman of the MSU Board of Trustees, Rima Vassar. I will tell you, I tried to reach. Brianna Scott for a column I did about tearing down the green wall. Yes, I'm a Spartan, but I'm not blind to what's going on there. And I think my record speaks for itself there. Brianna Scott and I exchanged emails, but she wouldn't talk to me. So I tried to get Rima Vassar to talk to me. She wouldn't respond to my messages either. So we need to have some conversations about one of our great universities and where it's going and who the hell's responsible for steering that ship. That's a topic for another day. We wanted to talk some more about Lions about Michigan State, about Michigan, and about topics that have nothing to do with college sports. But I'm afraid we're out of time because we were fortunate enough to have Charlie join us and talk about his situation. Um, I personally don't contone his use of the word, but I do applaud the column he wrote and the investigation he did, and I hope that at some point we'll get back to talking about whether somebody in a position of power abused their position because that's the real question. That's what really matters. It does. I mean, but how we treat each other and talk to each other through the course of all this also matters. I mean, I, I don't want to get that twisted, right? That matters too. It, it We're never going to get anywhere if we don't figure out how to have some kind of conversation. Right? Yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes the dunderheads make that hard. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Speaking of a deep cut, it's been a pleasure today, my my friend. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that you hobbled in here playing hurt. That's what the pros not do. too hurt, not too hurt. But uh, okay, yeah. well, I'm glad you cried like you're going to die when you got in here. It turns no, out you just had a flesh wound. I wasn't really uh, crying, but that's a nice exaggeration. It's been fun. It's been great. We need to get out of here. You, I think you need you need to use the restroom. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, strong, I do. Strong like bull. But um, we uh, we we're not going to do this properly. Uh, because hopefully this is a uh, this is a farewell, not goodbye. But uh, but we can't go without thanking Joe Zuber for everything he's done for the show. If you watch us on Facebook and YouTube, you know how well this show is produced visually. If you love our graphics as much as we do, that's Joe's genius. The guy has made a huge contribution to this show from the very start. 
And uh, we can't get in the way of somebody who's got a better opportunity, although we are keeping him from a meeting, so we probably should get out this of the is, way. This is really but his last time with us? He, 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 may, he may grace us with his presence from time to time, okay. but, but his real-world uh, responsibilities are forcing him to pull back from well, Neverland a little bit. Plus, we can never get our shit together to get going on time and get out on time. No, and know. this is exhibit, what, triple X no, that we, we need, can't quite get it done? So Yeah, no, we need to, we need to get out. We need to let him go. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's Joe, been a pleasure. Thanks for everything. Thanks power, for making the show. The power behind the power chair, the power behind the throne, a creative genius and a great guy. So, Joe, we, uh, we're going to try and find a way to trick you into doing this with us again in the in the near future and uh, sounds good and we should probably cut joe off because you know he's incredibly long-winded if we like joe start talking we'll never uh oh yeah no we won't all right let's let's let him go though eh? okay yeah. okay joe thanks for everything brother and uh and we turn with a heavy heart to our friend cyrus to take us out go green go lines can you dig that can you dig it can you dig it